Here we go. In the house, 2.0, Scouse. We're back. And where are we at this time? I've got no idea. You know, yeah, I've got my socks and shoes on, so I can't count that high. Uh, good day, good day. <laughs> it's on a Wednesday, we think. We're yeah, it's something like that. It's we're recording like that. down here from uh, one of our favorite places, one of the best soccer places, or football. Sorry, football, sorry. yeah, it's football. Football. Yeah. And uh, we brought in a big, big guest today. Big guns today. Andrew Chernoff from WLKY, sportscaster. Andrew, how did w- which bet did you lose to me or Scouse to get stuck here? I got so many messages in my Twitter feed that I had to respond <laughs> because it was becoming excessively annoying. So I said, let me bite the bullet and join this. Just, just keep on sending the shit to him because he, he'll, he'll respond some sometime. Point. Yeah, you respond. Strong yeah. harassment is what you got here, what you're saying. Yes. Yeah, yeah. so um, – but – I was doing a little bit of research on this guy yesterday, today, actually. Oh, give it to me. I need this. This is why I hate Google, uh, by the way. I I did no uh, research. He's a Man United supporter. Can you believe that shit? Man United supporter. That guy right there. I don't believe this crap. So he's now lost two bets. He lost the first bet to get stuck with us, and now he's a Man United supporter. But all I can say is if you keep on using your ointment, I'll get better. Here's the thing, now. I've, I've always been a Man U fan. Let, let's just get this out of the mm-hmm. way. And like we were talking about. Let's get into it. Let's get yep, into let's it. Let's do it. I am not a fair weather Man U fan because I've stuck with them through the uh, most of my life. They yeah. haven't been great. Let's let's just call it what it is. So uh-huh. I, I, it's I was been like some of our glory years, hasn't it, Scouse? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, I, I saw the back end of the Sir Alex years, which is phenomenal. You Thank know, God overall. for that. <laughs> and then you know, some of us are glad he's gone. Others are not. Yep. But once Moyes hit there, I'm still. I still don't think Moyes got a fair shake. Full Need disclosure. Do I. Need to do I. Um, I agree. I agree with that. It, it's it's taken a minute, but I've yeah. stuck with them, and I, I think the. Uh, you know, I keep hoping at some point we're going to get back to that consistent number one, number one, number one, number one every single year. You wash your mouth out with soap. How can you say things like that? I can you believe with, that crap? I wash out with Yingling. How's yeah. that? <laughs> so we'll get right into this. Let's touch a little Premier League stuff. because Yeah, we, yeah, because it uh, kicks off on uh, fast, yeah. Saturday. Friday. No, That's Friday. Friday night. Friday. Who's, the, who's uh, on the Friday? Is it Arsenal playing on Friday? Uh, does anybody? Uh, nah, does anyone support Arsenal? I, well... Well, you know, I'll, I'll give him his due. Evan Floyd supports Arsenal. Evan Floyd does. He was and also poorly. Also, um, the, the coach, he supports Arsenal. Ugh. Oh, man. I, I can't. Christy? Yeah, that's the one. I can't even say his name because he, he supports he, Arsenal. He supports Arsenal? Yeah. Can't believe that. Well, they're, I'm they're never going to those media availabilities again. Right. Yeah. There are only like four people in Ireland that support Arsenal. Everybody's either yeah. a Manchester United fan or, or a Liverpool, Liverpool supporter. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah, because, um, you know, now Bacabe, he's a die-hard Liverpool supporter. Um, but uh, Arsenal, really? I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, they'll finish the solid 8th to 12th this year again. That'll be yeah. fine. Yeah, they'll be propping up the rest of the league, just like Everton. You're always looking up. So we brought Andrew on for the hard-hitting stuff. And, Andrew, I want to get some hard-hitting stuff immediately in front of you. The, the fire alarms are going off. On Saturday, did you pull the? Did, did you pull it? Did you do it? Don't tell anyone. <laughs> I wanted to add more to the light show after they scored, and we got a sound show as well. Yeah, we did. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. you know, we even got the uh, the ball to go fire alarm. You know, and then um, I look over to my left, and the, and there's uh, Brad Estes. He's gone white, and then because <laughs> <laughs> he was standing right next to us. This is when all the goals were going in. It, it is good to know, though, there is a fire alarm graphic that can fit up on that big screen. And yeah. now we're all aware, oh, it looks good. <laughs> see, we can't see the big screen. 
Oh yeah, because you have to uh, turn yeah. your head up. Because we use the big screen as a um, uh, it's a sunshade. Yeah. Those first the first hour of those games, I like brutal. sort of standing in that corner where you see that shadow right yep. there. Yeah. So Kansas City is known for the barbecue. I'm from Western Kentucky. We have a thing called the International Barbecue Fest. And the best way that I can look at this, what happened this weekend, is Louisville barbecued Kansas City on the pitch 7-2 to two between Saturday and Sunday within about Both a, days. within about an 18-hour mm-hmm. span. Is, is this true or not true? Yes, it is. We, uh, from what I, I saw, we took them to the woodshed with both teams. Um, you know, up to um, close to the first half on both games, you know, we were uh, – it was a pretty competitive game. But as soon as the first goal went in, then um, that's when the tide turned. And uh, Louisville City and Racing Louisville both turned it on. And um, there was only one team on the pitch on uh, both days. What do you think? Yeah, it was the scores that could have been a lot worse just from watching how those games played out. A lot I mean, of corners mm-hmm. in, A lot of corners in a loose city match, right? 19, 19 to is that what two. It was? Yes. I mean, it was at some point one had to go in, and luckily one did. did but and we, we were right there, you know, because um, we were uh, lucky because, um, you know, Brian Olmer, he he's not the, uh, the tallest guy on the pitch, and he stole in front of his defender, and, uh, you know, it was easy pickings for him. Yeah. So, uh, you know, good on him for realizing it and being Johnny on the spot and just getting in front of his defender. I'm going to go all, like, just random for a second because you said Western Kentucky barbecue, right? Let's go. Mutton. Have you? Do you like mutton? Yes. I do. Love it. So both of you like mutton. Yeah. It is good. I went to, what's the one place? Old Hickory? Whoa, 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 whoa. Stop. Uh-oh. The presses. I know no. there's two places. No, there's no, two no. places. Hello, so we'll <laughs> listen to this. And Eloso will not be happy that you said there's one place in Owensboro. Because he is from Owensboro, and I'm from Central City, which is 20 miles away. Okay, we're going to have a moment of silence for Eloso right now, because I know he's, um, he's dealing with the COVID. He's got the pox. And... Um, we love you there, Lance, and we miss you at the game on the, the weekend because uh, when um, Racing scored, harsh. When Racing scored, he yelled out, "Lose City goal." He thought we were deaf, but I wasn't. So there are two places in Owensboro. The first one's Moonlight Barbecue. That's the one more famous. There's always like an East Coast West Coast rap thing. If you really want to get in here, if you want to do this, and it's Moonlight and it's Old Hickory. So the Old Hickory is the other one. Eloso is an Old Hickory guy. I somewhat agree with him. That's where I had lunch at, and it, the mutton was very good. Because it's the quicker spot to get to as you're coming from Louisville to Owensboro. It's less touristy, too. I've walked in the Correct. Moonlight, and Moonlight definitely has more swag as mm-hmm. soon as you walk in. It does. Yeah. And a lot bigger buffet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's three rooms there, it feels like. Giant rooms. I'm not going to hate on Moonlight because... Like, the school I went to that I graduated from is there in Owensboro, so I don't want to crush the Owensboro economy with this podcast because so many people from Owensboro listen to this podcast, Scouse. You yeah. know, we've got them from Germany. I've, I've seen them from South Africa because I, yeah, yeah. I watch mm-hmm. the analytics on this stuff. and yeah. But I haven't seen anybody from Owensboro, so I'm not really worried about it. Yeah, Moonlight, th- There's only three people that out there anyway. Well, the problem is when your buffet is about three rooms big, you're hiding this. You're, you're like hiding behind something, right? It's like the guy that drives by. Let's do this. Let's go here. The guy that drives by, revs his engine under the bridge, what's the first thing you think of? Tool. 100%. Scouse, mm-hmm. you probably got a better one. Uh, I can, can I edit this. Don't worry about can it. I, can I put it on it? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah because, uh, y- you know, wanker comes to, to mind. Oh, uh, we yeah, say yeah. that in our 
yeah, this intersection. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they don't realize that it, it's a it's a swear word, really. But uh, it is. So to answer your question, we drove around the block, and now we're back here, Andrew. If you have to have that many buffets, it's not about the mutton, right? Mm-hmm. It's about the rattle on the thing, but man, don't look under the hood. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. So I, yeah, I guess we're. I guess at the end of the day, if you take one thing away from this podcast, old hickory. Yeah. That's it. Thanks for listening. I'm <laughs> <laughs> And by the way, Old Hickory is a sponsor of this podcast. It's like some NPR rant or something. So 7-2, to two, so we roasted the Kansas City uh, teams that came over. Uh, it was interesting to see that they also label – we'll jump to the NWSL for a second. Is, is Kansas City really an expansion team? They just moved from another city. That's not really an expansion team. They already no. had a roster, so that's not a fair That's not a fair statement, is it? I don't think it is. You know, because the, the, the team's already established, and uh, I would have thought that, um, with that being said, that they would put up a better show um, than they did on um, Sunday. And it's, and it's wild because they haven't really put on a good show all season. I mean, they're still yeah. looking for that first win. Correct. So it, it is interesting. I think it shows you just the difference, the, the differences between racing's operations, I guess, right now and Kansas City's. Because in theory, racing should be where Kansas City is on the table if you were truly yeah, yeah. going off mm-hmm. of expansion. But obviously, it's not. Yeah. And, you know, that just shows the um, the level of coaching and the level of leadership that um, racing has and Louisville City has because neither one of the teams are slouches. They're not. And I will put them up against any team in the NWSL or the USL um, and... Can you believe that shit? Somebody just walked in with a freaking Chelsea shirt on. But it's a Christian Pulisic, so we're good with oh, that. Yeah, you're good. Yeah. He's got a Christian Pulisic. Chelsea, yeah. really? No, you got a Liverpool shirt. He's an American. You're an American. Big win. Who did you lose to today? Seven to six. They won today. Oh man. Seven to yeah, six. I, I missed that one. I have to watch it when I get home. It was seven to six. It was some crazy yeah. score. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So you, you now you're on the in the house podcast. You just don't know it yet. Yeah, you on you do now. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you touched a little bit like on the the styles of Casey, uh, kind of from top to bottom, and what's happening here in Louisville. I'm gonna jump ship real quick. We're gonna come back later on to this, but it's something that I want to talk about. Danny Cruz, since he has taken mm-hmm. over, and I think he's done an excellent job. So Coach Hack was a very good friend of ours. We yeah. many times I'm sure you you interact with Coach Hack. Great guy. Right. Great so guy. Yeah. Businesses, things happen in businesses. So we, we're not getting that speculation. To, it, we, we, were, we were never part of that mm-hmm. situation. Uh, but Danny steps right in. And, you know, he was handpicked by Hack, so you know that he's going to slide in. But yeah. you look at the results, it's pretty amazing. We're averaging over two points a game since yep. Danny took over. Now this is Hack's team. Okay. It's Hack's team. But the style that he's playing, what I'm coming on to right now is – when do we take off the interim tag? I mean, what's yeah. the point? We, we've been doing this since. I, I think when he's, was that? he's was earned it. March? It. Yeah. It was this, what was it? We and now we're in the middle of um, August. Was it, when was he took over? It was after the first match. That after was. the first match. That was back in March, April. But um, he took over on the first match was April 24th. Saturday the 24th, yep, he took yeah. over on Saturday the 8th. I think But found you know, Tuesday of or Monday you, of. You should be um, – familiar with this because um, the Liverpool that I grew up of old and they went from um, the guard which was Bill Shankly um, and when he decided to hang up his um, 
his managerial um, boots. You know, it was a simple move, and they promoted from within. And his number two, Bob Paisley, he took over. And arguably, Bob Paisley is by far the most successful manager in English football. You know, um, and then when Bob Paisley decided to, to, to leave, it was Joe Fagan. And then from Joe Fagan, it went to Kenny Dalglish. And, you know, look at the success that um, that Liverpool have had just by doing that, just prom- promoting within and keeping the philosophy going and keeping the, um, um, the same um, work ethic. And... Th- you know, it's just it's just down to the philosophy, and I think that's that's exactly what Louisville City and Racing Louisville are doing right now. Yeah, and that, that interim tag, it, I think everyone in the building, I think it's fair to say, they don't view it as an interim tag, but I think mm-hmm. the interim tag is just there as it's just semantics um, yeah. at this point because he's the guy. I, I, he's done nothing to say he isn't the guy. Their record through 15 games, that stat that they came out with just with points through 15 games, they have more points now than they did with their two championship seasons. So yes. it's mm-hmm. not point. which. So it's not like he's done anything to lose the job. Yeah. He's done everything he can to solidify the job. So, yes. uh, you know, I, I think it, you're going to start seeing subtly that interim thing just not being used as much, even though it will still technically be interim, but... Mm-hmm. I think in press releases and other things, you're going to just start seeing head coach because I think everyone knows he's just the head coach. Yeah. He, he Technically, yes, the interim head coach, but he's yeah. the head coach. And pending what happens the rest of the year, he's going to be a head coach next season too. Yeah. And, you know, and it's not just him either, you know, uh, because, you know, you got Simon Bird in the, in the background and you got um, – uh, Mario Sanchez back there too and I, I think they're all doing a phenomenal job with what um, they are being presented with and they have the, the, the best the best players in the USL that um, take the, f- the pitch you know and I don't fear our guys playing anybody I really don't so Brian Ownby has stepped up in a big way I think recently and uh, I, I kind of want to get into this just a touch because I feel that's one thing that that Danny's kind of – he's leaned on him. Most people don't know this, but Danny and Brian both played, I believe, on the U19s for America in Egypt 12, 13 years ago. So these guys have a really good pass. And, you know, sometimes these things just happen. And uh, we can lament over Hack being gone, and we, we all hate it. But, you know, this is when the system, the next person steps up. Manchester United, you're talking about your Manchester United fan, the next, who's next in line, right? And that's just the way things happen, things happen in life. But Brian Ownby, for me, is the one that I've seen the biggest difference in. And I don't know if it comes back to them just having a relationship and maybe one can get after another. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you can say something to your brother or sister, but if somebody else says the same thing, you know, we're going to the parking lot right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know if that's there. But Brian Ownby, to me, has been one that is just – we saw at the yeah. end of last year, we call him playoff Ownby, but he has really taken off here in the last yeah. – Ten matches. Yeah, and you know, even when he comes off the um, the bench, you know, when Ombi hits the pitch, you know, you're going to see something. It's and a then different something's gear. Happen. It's yeah. a different gear. Yeah, they they move up a gear, and um, you know, he's going to create the chances for um, either um, Lancaster to get onto or anybody really. You know, because um, lately we've even seen Napo uh, poaching around the box. It's genuinely amazing to watch Ombi because. When you think of experienced guys, what do they bring to the table? And you can list this trait, this trait, that trait, whatever. 
his best trait may be understanding the vision, what he sees on that pitch, because we were looking at that stat after this past weekend's game. He's had, I think, I may be wrong on this, but I think three of the last five he's had an assist in each of them and then obviously had the goal. And I think that translates to experience more than anything else because you're not just being able to give an assist here, give an assist here. You have to know where everyone is. And if you're a rookie or a young player, yeah. you're not necessarily going to see and where actually, everyone's going you know, to be. I'm, I'm going to jump in on this one because I think we're seeing now, now with race in Louisville because if you look at the Louisville City, you, you're looking at a product on the pitch that, that they've been playing together now for years. It's not just five minutes. Race and Love have been playing together five minutes, and you can see the disconnect on the pitch where, you know, where Ombi knows where Lancaster's going to be, or no where Tosh, no uh, doubt. Tosh knows where um, Hope and I was going to be. But right now, with racing, you know, you see some of the balls coming in the box, and they think that's where Nina's going to be, or that's where um, Ebony Salmon's going to be. Um, but uh, I've got to give kudos to um, Sav on Sunday because that, that uh, ball across the, the box to the, for the first goal, that was on a plate. And all, all um, Ebony had to do was just open the foot up and just guide it into the corner. And that's exactly what happened. There's no doubt about it at all. I mean, uh, Savannah was all over the pitch. She was providing assists. She got an assist on the second goal to Nadia. Um, not now, Nadia's run into the box was phenomenal. I mean, she's a, that's a poacher's goal. She goes in head first. Mm-hmm. She's looking for one just opportunity and snap. It's in the Bruce. We'll get you back over here, buddy. So Bruce, Bruce Jared, owner of uh, Saints here. So thanks for having us, idiots. Oh, always glad that happy to have Scouse in the house. Scouse is in the house. We've got, <laughs> We've got actually a lot of Liverpool supporters and Manchester United supporters sitting right here in the corner of where they normally do down here because this is a Spurs bar. Well, you know, the food's good here, too. So, (laughs) (laughs) So, Coys, come on, you Spurs. I want to get into you. I don't We'll get into the stuff that's going on here, but I want to get your take because you have to listen to a lot of Spurs fans, and I guess you are a Spurs fan now, aren't you? Yeah, I've been a Spurs fan for about 20 years. 20 years. So, actually, about the same time I became a Liverpool fan. So, that was a little offhanded why I said that. But what is going to happen with Harry Kane, and what is the effect for Tottenham? What's he going to happen? I mean, obviously, I think we have <clears throat> the best striker in Premier League, and we're probably going to lose him within the year. Right. I mean, that that seems to be the outcome. But, I mean, I don't know. It's like the Aaron Rodgers situation with Green Bay. You don't really know what he's going to do when he gets on the field because I don't think he's going to, like, quit on the team and be in place. Yeah, I just don't think that's in his nature. That's fair. But, you know, uh, he could literally go on strike, I suppose, if he really wanted to. Yeah. But it would be That'd a bad be for everybody. I, I think Daniel Levy is going to really move on him. I don't think he'll be there after the first month. Because I think City's going to come up. They're going to pay, and we're going to get guys. And yeah. I, I mean, we The mercenaries are going to come, and well, uh, they're going to pay up, and uh, they're going to pay him to go to be a mercenary. If he goes on strike, though, what sign, what would be the sign that he's holding up outside the stadium? Uh well, I guess there would be. Uh, we'll work for more cash. <laughs> That's it. I mean, I mean, I mean, you guys got to get paid. He's got to get paid. You know, Spurs did let him down because you know he wants to play that Champions League, and, and that's 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 you can't win Champions League if you don't get in the top four. I mean, we had a chance to get in top four last year. 
the coaching situation aside, they the, the guys Mourinho ball did not work. It just it was a bad idea, and you know, and the, the, this whole new coach. If if Harry was excited to stay, he could have used this new coach coaching change as an excuse, like, like look, I'm here for the long term. We're bringing some young guys. I want some of the you know, but I think he wants he wants he knows he's only got like six seven more years of like high high level playing. And Spurs are going to take three years to get back into the top four, the way they play. So, Bruce, I've got a question for you. Um, the Premiership starts up on um, Friday night. Yes. Right? So, um, everyone seems to think that Molly's is the only place in town to come and watch soccer. Um, so, what have you got planned um, for the weekend? Well, we, we, we actually uh, have a group from Everton who watch here as well, as the Spurs. They so can't help it. They can't help and it. And we, you know... I yeah. will not open at 7.30 for anybody who's not the Spurs unless they, they guarantee me a certain size of crowd because I need to make sure that the staff's compensated, for instance. But, but I, you know, if it, it, like, we, like for the, for the, the, uh, the, the champions or the uh, Chelsea uh, Man City final, we had so many Chelsea and, and Man City fans here just to watch that game in general. Yeah. So, you know, we are a great place to watch soccer. We are the USA soccer bar. We are the place to watch Lou City as well. Absolutely, and absolutely. Racing, of Go course, ahead. of course. Well, but to be in a room with that many Chelsea and Man City fans, I mean, yeah. that has to be brutal. Well, it was weird. Don't get me wrong. Because <laughs> well, we were we we had no dog in that fight. But I mean, I don't. I will not lie to you. Is we enjoyed getting their money to watch the game here. But it yeah. was very weird because we we'd never been overrun like that by another team except the Liverpool game when uh, they had a a miscue and you yeah, guys all went up down here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we all end up down here, but you know, um, the one thing um, I'll give uh, um, Saints for um, is that it doesn't matter what game that I want to watch. If I come down and say, Bruce, can you put this game on it? it the answer is always yes, and it, it's on, I the, t- I on the TV you, in two seconds. My flat. guilty pleasure is when, when things slow down. I, I, put, I watch League MX on the patio and have a beer, and like after most of the, the dining's done, I'm just sort of watching the bar, seeing what's going on. I'm actually out there watching whatever Cruz Azul and T- and Tijuana or or uh, Club America because I just I love that fun back and forth soccer they play. Yeah, I feel so, like that should be a hashtag like League MX on the porch. Oh, it's so I good. mean that's great. It's so good. I love this. I like yeah. subversive like little wormholes. Well, the down. nice thing is it, it their games don't start till it's dark and it cools off in Mexico. You know, they don't have a whole lot of daytime games because yeah. it is so hot, especially this time of year. But so when you watch a game like that, you know they don't really start till eight thirty, nine o'clock, sometimes eleven. So Bruce, you got uh, some kind of exciting news coming up, don't you? Um, wh- wh- you got uh, yeah, this place, this place going on. You got a new well, place got, opening I've up. I've got a few things to promote we're here ex- since I'm on the podcast. No, we're excited yeah, about it. We're excited about it. Yeah. So you actually showed us. You showed me and Shannon the uh, layout to this. I think about five, six months ago. Yeah. Uh, February. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's about right. So I'm decent with calendars and math sometimes. A <laughs> uh, few more, and I won't. But uh, so it's—is this the old Vernon Lanes? I'm not yeah, from so Louisville, so it explain. It's—it's it's the old uh, Vernon. It's going to be called the Vernon, as of now. Um, it, so it's the old bowling alley. It was called Vernon Lanes, Vernon Club. Uh, I mean, it goes back. It was owned by the church for a long time. It was called the Delmont Club. It was a private social club. It's been a very interesting part of Louisville history. Um, so we're bringing it back. We're remodeling it 100 percent. There's nothing in there that's not going to be new, basically. Um, we are putting a full-service uh, restaurant in the space, which it did not have before. Mm-hmm. They were you know, they were to cater parties and bring things in from outside. Just because they had a small kitchen, they couldn't really serve a lot of folks. Um, it seats about 600 people total. And upstairs That's would a be, big joint. It's huge. It really is. Um, you know, the Saints is a big place, too. You know, we seat 600 here. Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, Sky Bar, I mean, it's huge, massive up here. I've been to many, many events up yeah. here. Because you it guys was, like two, three events at one time here. I've seen you do we, it. it. Yeah, we and I do like multiple game watches here. I can I can have up to uh, seven different sound zones. So like that's why I can play Everton yeah, yeah. and Spurs mm-hmm. at the same time in two different places where you can hear your game yeah, and yeah. not be stepped on by the other guys too, which is yeah. kind of nice, you know. Yeah. So um, the other nice thing about that the, the Vernon lanes is uh, I was looking on the map. And according to the map, it's like an inch and a half away from the right. stadium. We are, we are 0.6 miles from our beautiful new stadium. And it's a slow uh, amble there to the game. Um, we are going to have pregame, postgame festivities, parking lot parties. You know, I, I haven't got exactly my feet under me because I don't even have a restaurant yet. However, um, this is going to be the place to pregame, postgame. I'm going to make it – I'm going to make it – great for the fans you know we 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 spent a lot of money to do this but we also i I want it to be a a landmark in the city just as much as the stadium really is Mm -hmm. andrew you cover all kinds of stuff around the city i mean you you take a bigger approach as wlky right so you're not just at louisville city you're in all these different pockets but with butchertown what's happened with this and thinking about the things like the march to match these different things that we kind of brought from a parking lot back in the old baseball stadium which was just a crap show that we figured out a way to make some stuff happen from different sgs what what are your thoughts i mean is, is this true gonna be like the big lebowski to where everybody's just having like a white russian at a bowling alley walking down with like a some type of jacket on i don't know i, I mean here here's what i've said from the jump once that stadium was built and you, this may be why you're starting to see a lot more places go in there that whole area is going to explode. And and I think we're already seeing that with 1020 and other breweries, but other places too. I'm, you know, Copper and Kings, I think they still have that relationship with a little, little bit with uh, Racing and Lou City. But you're going to have more and more people going to that area. And, it, like, genius, genius, because that's going to become the spot. Like what Bruce is saying, I, I'm going to go there maybe before the game when I'm not working, like, and have, have a couple cocktails before that because – it's it's going to be awesome. When I was driving to the stadium the other day, I saw the Coopers walking towards me down. Um, forget what that road is, but they were coming towards me. I'm like, shoot, I need to turn right before they, you know, I get stuck behind them. But it's awesome to see all of that. And you know, knowing Louisville, you you don't just drink beer. You also can drink bourbon. So you're going to have a lot of bourbon drinkers that are going to the bar before they amble, as you say, or stumble mm-hmm. over to this yeah. over to the game. Yeah, yeah. No, I I think that you know. Providing a place to, to meet, just it, it makes me feel like home from shit, Chicago. Shit, shit and talk, talk everything football. And you know, I mean, like when I, I would go to Cubs games, I would cut class in high school, take the train down. Me and my buddies would go into a bar. Do you know Ferris Bueller? Oh yeah, he's got so, that. funny thing is, I kind of do in a weird way. Um, <laughs> so, but you know, but that made me. You know, that's why like having a stadium in in the city is so great because you know. You, you can leave that place and go somewhere to let traffic get away and have a drink and have some dinner. Or you can go beforehand and then, you know, get out of there. You know, it's a really that, – that, that, that gives you options. You know, no one wants to sit in their car and wait to leave. I mean, I'd rather go hang out somewhere. Maybe we're going to have a band afterwards. So, you know, just something to do to, to go celebrate or lick your wounds, whatever happens that day. Yeah, yeah. So what we're anticipating as winning another um, championship and all headed down to uh, the Vernon at the end of the match to um, celebrate? I hope to God we are ready by October. I mean, that's 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 uh, playoff time for sure. Um, you know, obviously, I've been at all those, so um, I, I I would love to see that happen. But I must admit, you, you know, you, you are a, um, a very diligent parent because uh, even though 
we see you at the games but of late your your son is there with his um uh, you know almost every time in Scouser's house yeah, my, and yeah, I, my, I, I, no, I can't. my kids are they they are definitely uh, bleeding purple for sure yeah, bleeding purple <laughs> they go to racing the games they go to they go to every game they can and you know that, it's it's great for the family thing obviously yeah. but you know has he got over his broken nose yet Oh, he broke his both of his wrists one at a time in over two years. His nose is fine though. Okay, okay. But yeah, yeah. see that that's why we say oh, you the know camera, the camera shot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the camera no, the was phone, shot. The phone you know. never recovered. Yeah, the phone was a, the phone was a total waste. <laughs> the phone is buried in uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, very much so. So um, we actually have uh, with city. I'm going to write these down as well. So well, I've got I've got, I've got to, I'm going to say them here, but we'll, we're going to put them on the social media as well, so everybody will know all about it. Uh, the first one being this Sunday for racing. Um, we have uh, some specials to go along with that. We have some uh, Cooper's Craft, $4 all weekend, so you can even have it on Saturday night watch the boys play the ladies on Sunday. You can enjoy your bourbon that weekend. And then we have uh, $8 cheese breads. It's a little break to bring your friend kind of thing. And that, that's a large cheese bread too, not the little one. So that's a big one. And mm-hmm. then uh, the, the, the following weekend we've got the uh, on eight twenty two. We are doing the Tito's Blueberry uh, Lemonade, so it's a purple drink you can buy. That's um, exciting. Ooh. Yeah, which is great. To yeah, drink. It's taste delicious. That. Yeah. And if you buy one, $1 will be added to that the cost, and it will go right to the Humane Society to help our, uh, our local animal shelters deal with the overpopulation of animals. And wow. then we have uh, – I don't have any details on the, on the next three watches, but we have one on August 28th for City, one on uh, September 18th for City, and then uh, on October 6th, we're racing and to end up our series of watch parties. Then we're into football, and I it gets crowded and jumbled, and I'm going to try to go to all the games instead of watching them here. So, so here's, here's what I'll say. So I know we, we have historically covered some watch parties here and there. So full disclosure on weekends, we're very short-staffed like every news station is around here. So of it's either I'm at the game or am not. So like Sundays, it's just me covering sports. So... I either got to get the game, which I got to get, or not. No, so, that's great. So, to, so great that's to hear. one of those things. But on on week, I know as soon as this starts picking up, and if there's weekday games, and I I know, I think we've done this in the past, but especially the playoff runs get deeper and deeper and deeper. We always try to get to all these because it's that's half the fun too. Like especially if let's say, I mean, Lucy's making a very good case to stay at home throughout the whole thing. But if there's a road game, you know, these watch parties are going to be where it's at. I mean, the whole time. So, and even these home games, that that place, we've already seen a good amount of people in that place, but I think we're going to be breaking records come playoff time in that place, and not everyone's going to get a ticket. So there's going to be some watch parties oh, going on around point. the city. Even during when the games are at home, right? Because then you get blacked out, right? Because you can't see the games locally. Yeah, that's very true, especially when it's on the streams. We we, we have all the streams. So that's if a it, great if point. It's, if it's, I have the Twitch. I have the Paramount. I have the, the ESPN Plus to make sure that we've got all city match, all racing matches covered. So, you know, that's something we always make sure we do for our fans because I can't let them down. They, they've come all the way over here <laughs> unless there's some weird technical thing that's out of my control. Of course. But you've got seven different audio channels that you can shove through. I've seen you do it down here, and I was actually like in awe of it one day. It yeah, I was a, I'm impressed, too. Yeah, because, no, uh, he's like calling satellites, things yeah, hooking it, up in and space. He, and he's not carrying around the remote control. He's got this uh, computer in his hand, it's you know, like it's like a laptop. It's bigger than the screen I'm looking at trying to remember things to say yeah. about this podcast. Well, you know, I, I just we, we're passionate about sports here at Saints. We have so many great fans from, you know, football. American football. I mean, hell, we had mm-hmm. a bunch of rugby guys here watching some games too. For a while, they they move around a little bit. 
Um, I'm an old rugby yeah. player, so. Yeah, me too. Me too. That's how I got this ugly. Yeah. <laughs> that so, happens, right? Yeah. So, Scouse, yes, it does. how do we get set up with a team for darts? Because we're sitting there looking at this darts well, area. Well, you know, because uh, I'm, I'm kind of in awe right here because um, we've been talking about this for a very, very long time. Um, about doing and a we've charity. We've threatened slash invited Darts tournament. the Lou City slash but racing front. Well, you know, we actually have a guy from Greater Louisville Dart Association. They actually have, they know how to do some blind draws tournaments, which are fun. Mm-hmm. And then you can make it for the charity. And we have yeah. enough boards here that, that you can accomplish it in a, in a, in a yeah. quick fashion. Yeah. Andrew, do you play darts? I don't because anyone within range of me is in danger if I play darts. That's exciting. The ricochet, especially. As a Manchester yeah. United fan, I'm That's fine. About That's that. fine. Yeah. You know, because you never know where that dot will end up. I will be honest, though. I've watched darts on TV quite a bit when it's just on at bars, and I'm glued to it the whole time. The crowd's insane watching dart matches. I, yeah. Honestly, like, are soccer fans are phenomenal. Are dart hooligans? fans. Are there dart hooligans? Yeah, so yes. we actually have – we have. So the, the 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 Louisville Dart Association that they it's Greater Louisville Dart Association they actually organize this so they have C League B League A League, and these guys are really really good and you know they it's fun to do they play on different days so if you want to play darts in a league you can talk to those guys or if you just want to play at Saints, I've got some house darts but you can always bring in your steel tip darts you've got and uh, I got a board going for you. I need a link to this. So yeah, Bruce, I do too. Bruce, are you going to send us? I the need line? to practice. I will help you with the, uh, the 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 challenge. We can talk to my buddy who runs the tournament, and it'll help you out. We'll, we'll I'm going to jump off this. here because I need to go check on my folks in the restaurant. I want to thank you guys for coming out tonight okay. and including us in the podcast, helping us let Bruce, people know about our events. You're the best. Buddy. Yes, we appreciate it. And go city, go racing. Yeah. Bruce, love you, man. Bruce, thank you. And you're I the can't man. Wait to be at the Vernon. That's going to be awesome. That's going to be awesome. I have purposely ordered this up for everybody, oh, yeah, and yeah, the yeah. reason being is um, I know where this is going. I uh, it's a uh, special day here because um, unfortunately one of um, Scouser's house's um, advocates, Mr. Um, uh, Brandon Shirley, yes, um, uh, unfortunately was uh, killed on the line of duty um, last week, and Brandon. Um, we're going to miss you, man, and I'm, we're raising this glass of bourbon for you because we love you, man, and uh, we're going to miss you in the house, and uh, cheers to Brandon. Cheers. Thank you, Scouse. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you, Bruce. Thank you, Bruce. Appreciate Bruce. you, brother. Thank you for all that you've done for the soccer community here, man. It means a lot. So um, I've got a question for you. Andrew. Oh boy! Oh boy! Do you like Andrew uh, or plead Andy? The, plead the fifth. Not so, an, anything but Andy. Honestly, Andy. Andrew. I, I, my parents will sometimes. What say are the Drew. other things besides? Oh, Drew. I didn't Drew, think of Drew. Drew. Okay. Okay. Like a couple people will not a lot will say occasionally like AC, um, but mainly Andrew. I hate Andy. Okay. Because I think of the kid from Toy Story. I think that's where you're okay. going. You said you've been here in Louisville for what five or so Al- years? Almost five years yeah. now. So when you first got to Louisville, could did you anticipate that uh, Lowell would be such a hotspot for football? No, not at all. I mean, I mean, when I moved here, it was I knew about UVL, UK. I mean, the, the normal stuff that yeah, and, and it's wild now because I mean we see this in the local news now. Like whenever we're doing sports casts on weekends, we're leading with Lou City games, racing games. I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. absolutely. I mean, it. ten years ago, before these two teams were they here, get did buried. You, Exactly, and did you ever imagine that these teams would be as 
high profile as they are. Once Loose City started, you knew they were going to be big, but they took off. Yeah. They took off, and the city embraced it. And now I'm walking to Nulu when there's not a game, and people are wearing Loose City hats or Loose City jerseys. Uh-huh. And I think that that speaks to, you know, we, we always have, we've been joking about it on this whole thing, but this has really become a big football town. A football um, town, yeah. When, when mm-hmm. it comes to watching these two teams and also beyond it. Yeah. I mean, you got people now. I'll see at Loose City games, and they're talking about, oh, did you believe this transaction that, you know, Indy did or that Reno did? And I'm just like, oh, my God. Everyone is yeah. all in on this, which is phenomenal. Yeah, everyone's um, paying attention to what's going on, and, and it's not just about Louisville City, and it's not about race in Louisville. It's about uh, what's going on in Portland, what, what's going on um, all over the, the country, you know, and... Um, you know, if you'd have told me ten years ago when I'm sitting at Molly's by myself watching Liverpool play that we'd be talking about this right now, yeah, you were lying. Come on, really? You know, but um, it's you know, it's like you said, it's not just Louisville. It's you know, because UK, you know, we've said it before. UK have got a great football team. You know, Uval, they've got a great football team. IU have got a great football. We've got Bellerman right down the street. They've got a. Um, oh, you're talking about soccer now. We're talking about football. Oh. You're not gridiron. It's hard, it's not, hard, not, it's hard not, to keep track. Not, not to throw egg. But, but, but see, you know how uh, Scouse's house came around, right? Give, give me the backstory again. I, well, I, I, I want to hear from, from the source. Well, the very first Louisville City game. Seeing if the website matches this. <laughs> so, you know, oh bunch, God, a, bunch of us, a bunch of us, a bunch of us, we were stood on the halfway line. And we were having such a good time. Mark, the, the guy that was doing the, the ticket sale, said, why don't you guys go stand behind the other goal? And that's when it happened. And then um, Jim Lowe, um, who was with me the other night at, right. um, yep. um, at Brandon's, um, yep. you know, kind of like vigil. You know, he was out there and, and he basically said, oh, this is the Scouse, House of Scouse. And that's where it, it stuck, Scouse's house. But... Um, now, Scouse's, the reason why I'm so um, passionate about Scouse's house is because my very first baseball game I ever went to here in Louisville, it was at the old stadium, the one that used to be over in the fairground. I went and asked a guy, never seen baseball before in my life, and uh, I'm looking at this, this scoreboard, and it's got all these numbers all over it, and one of them, you see, my idea of a scoreboard, lose City 5, the losers, nothing. FC Cincinnati. That's that's the only thing that FC really matters. Cincinnati. That was that's the greatest yeah. game ever, too, yeah. that we've seen. So Harambe was the chant. I asked that, you know, and and I'll, I'll call him this this guy. I don't. I'm not going to call him a gentleman. I'm just going to call him a dipshit. And I asked him, "What's an RBI?" I have no idea. What what, what does RBI mean? You know, he's, he's got all these RBIs, and we should be winning, right? And he said, "Oh, you figured it out." And I won't have that in, in Scouse's house. Won't have it. You know, if you ask anybody in Scouser's house what does offside mean, anything. There's no such thing as a stupid question. If you ask, somebody's going to answer you. And I'm not going to have somebody tell me that, oh, you'll figure it out. Okay, guess what? That was the last time I ever went to see a baseball game. I'm not coming back. So, um, and I'm not going to have that in Scouser's house because we've seen it before. People come to Scouser's house and they stay. And you get that. So, I've brought a couple friends of mine in the last year once the stadium was built i've gone to a couple games as fans just 
I can't get enough of it. So when I'm not working in Lou City or racing Lou's at home, I'll try to always go to those. I love those Wednesday night games. That's sort of that's sort of my thing it's when I can actually enjoy right it. it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because um, my is that because you only work like two days a week? You know, Saturday and Sunday. That's it. No, oh. I, I only work. Uh, <laughs> I only I only work one day a week, but I'm there for five. Um, but my off days are the lovely weekends of Tuesday and Wednesday, which. I mean, when you're picking dates on the calendar and you think, what's the most ideal weekend you can ever have, Tuesday, Wednesday is definitely going to come to mind. Yeah. Vernon Lanes and a Wednesday night racing or Louisville City game, right? I'll be there because yeah. I'll be at the game. So you know where I'm going to go before the game and after. Um, so so you know um, which supporter section has got the best seats in the house. You know that, right? Well, you guys are the ones right there. Yeah. I mean, that's where I shoot the games from. So I am aware of how good those seats are. Mm-hmm. And so, full disclosure, the reason I reached out to Drew, we'll say, is Drew your alter ego that's okay? Yeah, let's just not go with From here on out, we're going to call you Drew. It's better than Andy. Okay. So, Cause honestly, I will throw the mic down if Andy is said. Maybe a walk I will walk out. <laughs> We've already got an Andy, and that's Andrew Frederick. We love you, Andy. From in the house, the original one that started up with the first 100 pods with Ian Evan Floyd. Um, so, that's a great point. We should never have another Andy. Uh, but you... The reason that I reached out to you was you actually took the little landscape portrait. How do you, I don't know on the iPhone exactly what it's called, where you do the thing and you had the wide version of the Brandon Shirley thing that was there. And I thought that was really poignant. I'm like, he gets this. And not trying to be snobbish about it, but I'm like, mm-hmm. I, need, I need to reach out to you from that because I saw it on Twitter, sent you a DM. And within hours, we kind of locked this in. We're just trying to figure out the date and time for everybody's yeah. schedule. So uh, why did you do that? I did that a couple of reasons because obviously, like, we just did the shot for Brandon, um, who's let's hero in this Louisville community. And, no doubt. you yeah. know, thinking of his Absolutely. family and just a horrific way that that all went down. But sending thoughts and prayers foremost to his family. Um, but I agree. I did that because... So before the game, Jonathan Lintner, who works with Lucidian Racing, um, texted me and said, hey, Scouse's house is doing, there's a sign for Brandon Shirley on the, on, you know, the supporter section over there. And I said, thank you for the heads up. And then we saw before the game, you know, they actually showed it, recognized, had the moment of silence before the, before the match. And then um, that's when it sort of hit me of, because then I started to learn about how he was part of Scouse's house. And... You know, I got to talk to his family a little bit down there, and that's when it all sort of hit of just how much – doesn't matter what supporter group it is, but just how much everyone no. is in this thing together. And it's sort of refreshing because the last, the last year and a half, obviously people are just tearing from the seams and stuff, but it's a nice reality check that when something like that happens, there's a lot of support for said person and – supporter groups that don't have to necessarily do that go out of their way to do that and i thought that that was an amazing Mm -hmm. amazing tribute because i knew from talking to his family how much him going to those matches meant to him so so tell me what 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 is the one thing that i try and instill in everybody that knows me what is the one thing i try and tell there's no room no room for hate it's all no room for hate it's all it is and more importantly you'll never walk alone because we got your back you know, it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter what bad day you're having. You know, I truly believe in you'll never walk alone. And I know it's kind of corny, and and people call me out all the time saying that, uh, you know, it, you're so corny. No, I mean it. You'll never walk alone. If you're having a bad day, you can pick up the phone and talk to me. I'll talk to you. You know, 
you know, you'll never walk alone. I won't let you walk alone because um, I've gone through um, hard times in Liverpool and um, I've gone through the disasters at Heysel and th- at Hillsborough and I know what it means and um, what happened to Brandon Shirley over um, last week it was dreadful. I, I can't even imagine that. You, you, you go to work and you're not going home. I can't even imagine it. And, uh, the least that we can do is remember his name and um, his family. They have been standing in Scouser's house ever since the get-go. And, um, y- you know, I'm not going to let that go. I- I'm not, you know, and um, I just want to let his family know you'll never walk alone because uh, we're all in it together. And that's, that's a great mindset, I think, that is so it needs to be reminded right now um especially just in this era that we're living in where everyone's going through something and there are people that most people i think are good hopefully Mm -hmm. but um most most people i think are there to be like hey we got you yeah it's that you aren't going to walk alone it's that yeah You've got this huge support system, and that's that's yeah. something that either, we, we, I wasn't interviewing them on camera, but I was talking to his family members about sure. this. And, and I know that made a, meant a lot to him because I, I, I was watching from um, up at uh, Kentucky's largest continuous bar, and I was watching it. Yeah. And I know it meant a lot to them. And, it meant a lot uh, to me. I, yeah. I, I, I thoroughly enjoy talking to them because I learned a lot from them, just for, even from that short five-minute conversation. Yeah. And... You know, it was one of those things that I took as much away from that as probably they did just releasing those feelings a little bit out. But um, it, it was it was a cool moment because they had that same perspective of yeah. how much this support means. And that's something that they told me. They said the support that this community and, you know, mm-hmm. it goes even beyond Scouse's house, right? Like, it, it's Absolutely. just been unbelievable. And that has helped them as much as it can in this whole process mm-hmm. for them. But here's, here's, here's the thing. Um, we, you were there at the um, the uh, um, the city council meeting that we had. To, yeah. So is this where the pizzas were brought in? That was when the pizzas were brought in. <laughs> so, and I meant what I said. I've never I've never seen, and I still remember it. And I've never seen the, the footage of myself. I'll have to try and find it and put it out there. But um, but it, it you know it underlines what I said. It doesn't matter how much of a bad week you've had. It doesn't matter what you're going through get your ass down to the stadium come and watch louisville city play come and watch racing louisville play take your mind off that shit for five minutes and come and see a football game so that on monday morning when you go back to the office or you go back to the factory wherever you go you've got something positive to talk about and something to take your mind off the humdrum of whatever's going on in your life just Come out and watch a football game and get up with the atmosphere. Andrew, tell me a little bit about like what it's like game day for you. So you're there, you're getting in the stadium early, you're looking for stories. You're a one-man show or two-person show. How does that work out? Because we really don't know. We just see the stuff of the blurbs. We're like, how oh, do they cover racing or Louisville City today? How'd they do that? So tell us a little bit about that. So pretty much our day is if there's a game day. So I'll use this Saturday as an example. So I'll, I'll be covering the Louisville City game this week. Um, Against Tulsa, yes. 7.30. At, at Lynn Family Stadium. Um, tickets are still available. And um, Tip it, your bartender. Yeah, absolutely. Also, say hello to everyone that you see. Scouser's House will make you feel welcome, and you can actually sh- shoot from Scouser's House if you'd like to. I appreciate that. We always shoot in front. So here's what we do. So here, here's sort of our game day routine. So 
the week, there's always the availabilities that we have before the game. So I think Loose Cities is on a Thursday this week, and then racing will probably chat on a Friday because they play Sunday. Sure. So we'll go out to training. We may not this week because we're short, but they always send us stuff, which is phenomenal. The, the PR staff, first of all, at Loose City Racing, the best. I, I love all shameless of them. Shameless plug. Here They're, we go. Oh, shameless plug. Yeah. Typical game day, if we're not live there at the 6 o'clock or 6.30, which we have been, it just sort of depends on what's going on the rest of the day. But assuming we're not, we will I'll, I'll do the 6 o'clock show on a Saturday and then immediately change, leave, drive to the station. It's a super close drive, right? What's it take you, like two minutes, three minutes? Three minutes. We have the best station location know, right? for Lucidian Racing gonna, right, right now because yeah, yeah. it's right down the it street. Is. In the training facility, I could walk to. Which is we drove by the other day. It's right on Melwood, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so, as soon as I get to the stadium, set my stuff down, grab some food. You know, because you got you got to you got to get some food before the game. Is there good food in the press box? There isn't, but we have a voucher for fifteen dollars. So I've been eating those chicken fingers and fries at about every game, and I switched it up once. I got a cheeseburger, but the chicken's filling. It's very filling, especially when you're shooting a game. This is the stuff that we really want to know. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I always get a Gatorade. I do always get a Gatorade. I'll be honest. I've not had a Kenny. Did you know that Scouser's House is located right in front of Kentucky's largest continuous bar? Did you know that? I did not. Is that really? The one right there? Yeah, that, that one right it's there. It's the largest continuous outdoor bar in Kentucky. Did not. Yeah. I've ordered something from there. Not when I was yeah. working. Was it, but it wasn't a game. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, yeah. It was yeah. a Wednesday, I swear. I'm sorry. You, your boss is not watching this. He's oh, yeah. not listening oh, yeah. to this. Oh, yeah. That's good because it's audio. So if he is watching <laughs> this, it's going to be really awkward. <laughs> You're like, why is it just a black you can see screen? it. You know, he's just Superman. I was so – I'll be honest. Once – it may kill me for saying this, but – I did have a Miller Light in the press box after the first racing game because <gasps> it ended at ten. Uh oh, Miller Light. Good God, that was all they had. I was frustrated. As okay, well. I all had right. The same reaction, but I, I was, I was editing while I was having a Miller Light, which is I'm basically water. Edit this it's out, water. so it's editing is going to happen. <laughs> it's, it's water. It's water. Um, but yeah, so we shoot the game, do all that stuff. As soon as the game's over, depending on the timetable, so seven thirty games for us are tight with the show because I got to get back then edit make sure everything else is edited outside of racing Lou and all that stuff in Lou City that's happening at night. Change. I'm usually changing at 11.05. The show's already started and got to be on air at 11.20. So from about 9.50 to 11.20, I'm just in front of the computer editing, making sure the highlights look good, getting the Mm -hmm. audio sent from Danny Cruz this week, and then whichever player performs super well. So that's sort of a typical game day for us. Um, And I always try to get out there. Because they're usually winning. I usually try to leave a couple minutes before the end of the match just to beat traffic so I'm not stuck. But, like we've seen in the, uh, what was the game a couple games ago where the other team scored? I forget who they were play- playing. but um, Some team that lost. It was 2 nothing, 2 nil, and oh, then, it was No, it was Sporting KC. They scored in the last minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I had left as well. Because I'm yeah. like, I'm trying to get a gold lot. I'm like, let's just go ahead and roll. Same. It, it was the same. It was the same thing. I'm like, I can't leave now. And then I'm like, <laughs> I have to leave. They're not going to lose a 2 nil lead. Yeah. Um, which they didn't, thank it's God. like in the 89th or 88th yeah. or whatever it was. Ex- exactly. We're not talking Liverpool here. We're, t- we're, we're talking about Right, exactly. <laughs> right? And so, um, and, and you know, it, then just get back to the station and do all that stuff. So it, it's pretty easy. I mean, they make it for us super easy to cover these games, and they're awesome about it. And, you know, so basically, you can watch the, the training facility from your, your office. Like you just get your binoculars out and you see what everyone's doing. If I'm in the third floor there, I very well could be able to do that. Yeah, so on, on game nights, I mean, it is a very quick turnaround for us because I'm not wearing a suit to a game, when it's, mm-hmm. especially when it's 100 degrees outside. Yeah, That's yeah. not acceptable. Go out there, get that. And then here's the thing, too. We have to edit. So we don't have editors 
for sports, I mean, we've got editors for news and stuff, but for sports people, we always edit our own stuff. We write our own stuff. We got to make sure everything is stacked out. We produce our own sports cast. So we're not just, let me, let me tell it to you this way. I get in at two 30 and it's constantly go, go, go. We got to do our own web stuff too. It's not like we're just sitting back, feet up, watching all these sports. And then, Oh, I'll just talk about it at six, not doing anything. And then go to, you know, it, it's not like that. It, it so yeah. we've got Saturday. So we've got Saturday. We've got Tulsa. And um, Tulsa is sitting on 22 points off 18 games played. We're 17 games played with 36 points. I think the biggest thing to take away from this, and we're just going to go into the Eastern Conference, so we're going to wrap this up in the next five or ten, is that uh, we're sitting on plus 17 goal differential. And I know we don't always get in the That's right, the next point right there. It, it is. It is. It is. So we're sitting on – 36 points, 17 games played. Uh, the Pittsburgh Sloth Hounds, with their slothy type of play, which is horrible to watch, is sitting on 33 points with 17 games played. So, to me, Scouse, we just need to stay in front of Pittsburgh. Yep. And yep. Birmingham has taken a little bit of a trip, haven't they, Andrew? So, they've dropped points recently. They were the ones that were up. But they've, they've suffered a little bit but in the last two or three are, weeks. These are the kind of games that kind of worry me because we're playing um, – Tulsa, and everyone's telling me that Tulsa are um, a substandard team. Shite. Shite, basically. Well, thank you for that, because I was going to say shite. But they're shite. (laughs) But but the thing is, is, you know, my point being is there are no slouches in this league. There are not. There isn't any. And, um, you know, you've had me singing at Molly's many a time, singing, you know, all I want for Christmas is two clean sheets. And that's what I want for Louisville City right now. All I want for Christmas is two clean sheets. That's probably the last thing because I know uh, – I forget which player was talking about it. It may have been Hopeno um, the other day after one of the games or at training, but that's what they're striving for because they know they've let up a goal in a lot of these recent games uh, when they shouldn't have. And usually the, the stupid goals. A lot we of shouldn't them be giving them away. Yeah, a lot of them are very dumb goals, and they realize that. And I think that that's the next step to – keep improving and at least in, in a way it's almost a good thing because it keeps their focus on hey we're crushing it we're winning we're scoring all these goals here's something else to work on though and it's physically right in front of us what we need to work on it's not like they're winning games seven nothing because sometimes you wonder then if you're a team that's doing that what happens get when you get the playoffs and somebody gets to grind to you and that's a pittsburgh that's, and the that's, that's what it's about, about is complacency to go one nil at best exactly yeah with teams like this coming up we cannot be complacent complacent but we have to be professional, and we've got to go for the win. Um, and I know a lot of people think, oh, that's only Tulsa. It's not only Tulsa. There are no slouches, in, there there are no slouches games, in this league. Those two games this year with Tulsa have been wild. Exactly. I think I tweeted out something prematurely. If you, like that first game when they scored three goals right off the bat, Lou City, against Tulsa and said, this thing's over. And then Tulsa, of course, made it interesting at the end. And then the next game, it was just as wild, but the other way. I mean, so... Uh, the other thing, too, that I always go back to with the standings, it, and this is just a USL thing, I, you know, it's it's tough to judge where Loose City and all these other teams are in the entire league because you're so division-based this year. It's like old-school baseball, isn't it? Yeah. So Drew, It's old-school baseball. It's like you never know what the American League was versus National League, right? You have no idea, and, and that's the thing. Like, you know Loose City's good, but then how would they deal with the Pittsburgh or how would they deal with, 
you know, a Tam- Tampa's good. Phoenix. Phoenix. The only time you see them is in the finals. And yeah. you're like, they score a lot of goals, but we don't know what to do with them. And it's a different style. And it just it makes it interesting because you know where Lou City stit- sits with its division. Right now, it's there's a reason why they're on top. And the, and the interesting thing is going to be come to playoffs because they're going to go. What what are the three tests that you've got or, four, you know, whatever it is, three or four tests that you have that aren't necessarily all division? Mm-hmm. What's the style of play? Because each style of play is a little different. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I, I still go back. We can't be complacent. We've got to take our chances. Um, we've got to be professional about the way that we're going forward. If we're one-on-one, we need to be burying that goal. But moreover... You know, defense-wise, we can't be giving up these stupid goals because one of these days they will bite us in the ass. So we've got uh, Gotham coming up for racing this weekend on the road in New York. Is it New York? Is it New- I think it's New Jersey. Is it, is it actually New, New Jersey? Jersey. I it's mean, New it's Jersey, all the same thing, right? It really is. I've been yeah. there a lot of times. There's a river. In on the, the map, it's about this far. It's about, is that like well, a half inch? It's the same yeah. amount from the Vernon to the stadium, right? Yeah, exactly. Like that right. Six yeah. miles. <laughs> right. so it's a two-beer walk or a one, uh, what was it, a champagne? What, what was the drink? It was a Chardonnay. It was a one Chardonnay walk between yes. the two of them. Yes. So we've got them. Uh, we got Gotham coming up. Uh, Gotham sitting um, third in the standings. So a uh, tough little trip up there. Uh, but but here's, here's the thing about about this meetup. But they lost last week because we won. Everybody is treating, in my Opinion. Everybody is, is treating racing Louisville like that. They that the expansion side. We're the guys that they're going to put a spanking on. And from what I've seen so far, we go out and we put a spanking on them, but not necessarily putting the goal in the back of the net, putting the ball in the back of the net. And I think that's common. You know, where we, we've talked about Louisville City being seized and then they know where people are going to be. Racing Louisville, they're still working on that. You, because um, Nadia, to throw her into um, the lineup and expect her to score a hat-trick on her first game, come on, let's be realistic. You know, they're still learning each other. They're still finding um, what everybody else's strengths are, where the weaknesses are. And you could see that in the last couple of games with Nadia being there and with Ebony being there. So I think we now have ways to hurt teams. And I heard this in a post-match interview with Shane, and you probably picked up on the audio for this. I'm not sure if you all used it on WLKY, so apologies if you didn't. But Shana talked about that this is the time of the season, because she's been around, this is the time of the season where most teams start to get a little complacent and they're either in or you're out, and we're making our stride, and we're now just getting our international players in. You know, it's funny. I used that exact soundbite on the show on Sunday. Did you really? I did because in Nadia, Nadia mentioned it a little bit, a little off too. But I, I mentioned her bite too, where she said we're making progress. This is not. It, it, I mean, it's a win, and I know that they've had a bunch of losses and draws, you know, prior to this win recently, but. We've touched on it. It's like Ownby or whoever we've been talking about. It's all just experience with the group that you're out there with. And yeah. they haven't had that yet. And finally, in the last month or so, Nadia comes in. You know, everyone comes in. It takes some time. Yeah. And, and, like, listen, like, Kansas City's, their results speak for themselves. It, it was it was a dominating win for racing. But I think the results are going to be a lot more competitive for racing going forward. If they played Portland, I know Portland's cruising, but like 
you know it's going to be a better game for racing than it would have been a month ago. Just because yeah, yeah, yeah. you have yeah. that experience of knowing, hey, I've been working with this teammate for a month now. I've been working with this teammate. Here's our formation. Mm -hmm. And it's going to start coming. It's not going to be where they're not scoring for two or three weeks. It's mm -hmm. going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, you know it, it's like when we, uh, we started the season, we knew every once in a while racing Louisville, we're going to get a spanking. And we've seen it. You know, they're an expansion team. These, these guys have been together five minutes. And they're going up against some of the best teams on the planet. You know, these, this is the premiership of um, the w women's soccer. They're going up against the best teams, the best players, and they're holding their own. I'm proud of them. Um, I can't say enough about the, the, this squad that we've got. And this year, I'm expecting better things going forward. I can't wait for next season because they've been together for a whole year. Okay, let's talk about. Let's start worrying about them next season. You know, I'm proud of them this season, but I can't wait for next one. Well, the only thing that really on my mind this week is um, the family of um, Brandon Shirley. I know they're going through some stuff, and I've got to give kudos to Drew right here because um, I watched him on um, Saturday night, and he was talking to the family down there, and um, I don't know what that was like for you, but it it was it's heartbreaking for me that we've actually got to put um, a friend of Scouser's house and a, a family member of Scouser's house, you know, diehards, Who's here to protect and serve. Yeah, and it breaks my heart to have to put his name up on the front. But you know what? You'll never walk alone. And uh, Drew, I really appreciate what you did on, on Saturday night because, um, you know, it's difficult being in this spot as it is. And what you did was phenomenal. And all kudos to you, man. You know, I thank you. I'm impressed with their strength. That That's what I took away from it. Um, I was telling them it was cathartic for me a little bit because my, my – Full disclosure, my cousin passed away on last Monday. And it was one of those things for me, too, to have that conversation with them because I could somewhat relate to what they were going through, but not really. But it was just a good conversation. And it was it, it was one of those things that it showed community that you guys all did for them. So thank you. I'm not going to speak on behalf of the family, but in a sense, thank you for what you guys did. Um, and, and I know that Louisville's grieving for them, and I know Louisville's going to be there for them going forward with whatever they need because they will need support but you know what we're going to do is we're just going to end this uh, podcast and i'm going to raise a glass of this bourbon right here to brandon shirley and his family and um you never be forgotten you'll never walk alone cheers